And worry only exists for something that is yet to happen, which that means it's actually in the future. So it's not real. And it's... neither of those are things that we can change, right? right? You can't change the future. You can't like change the past. Right. And none of that is real. The only thing that's real is this present moment. What is financial sobriety? Well, first, I'm Jim Gebhardt. Oh, I'm Matthew Grishman. That's good. We should introduce ourselves. And this podcast is all going to be about three relationships that really, when you stop and you think about them, you don't think they go together. But it's your relationship you have with money. It's a relationship you have with people who mean the most to you. And ultimately, the relationship you have with yourself. So I might imagine that those three relationships are somewhat wrapped together. That when one gets a little out of whack, perhaps it has an effect on the others. Stick around and you'll find out. We're back for part two. Bitsai LeBron is here in studio with us today. I am so incredibly grateful that you're here. And we're going to kind of kick off the, the second part of this conversation. I'm going to be a little selfish with something here. All right. I'm going to ask for your help. While we were taking a little break between recordings, I was thinking a little bit about play, laughter, humor. And something that really hit me in the first part of our conversation was how good I was feeling about the fact that I've always used humor in my life as a way to deal with some of the really hard things, right? You said, don't take yourself so seriously. Well, I you know, was giving myself a little pat on the shoulder as I was strolling down to the restroom for a little break. And then it hit me. Wait a minute. Do I use humor as a piece of armor? Because I've noticed with some people's reactions to when I bring humor to a dark conversation sometimes or a painful conversation sometimes that it's not always received well. And you've helped me think about how I use humor and maybe it's not play. Maybe the humor that I use has been a form of armor or in my case, it's part of my mask that I've put on is this eternal comedian who always wants to show up and be funny. Mm -hmm. Like a clown. Like a clown. Like I'm here to amuse you or something. Right? Yeah. Help me with this. Yeah. I mean, humor, humor and play. They're not the same. Absolutely. Huh. Oh. Yeah. So the, the thing about it is that, you know, play is and humor are different. They can sometimes work together and oftentimes they do. And when we get it to work together, like that's when it's like just it beautiful. gels and it's Magic. beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. But play, again, is not focused on the outcome. It is internal. It is about what you're doing. And it is something that brings you joy and connection. And humor is so much about the communication and how it's being received and how you're communicating that. So humor is not inwardly focused usually. It's right. outwardly focused. And a lot of people use humor as a form of their armor. For me, it's it's a self-check on on what's my motive. Yep. Right? Is is my motive to get you to laugh or is my motive to just express myself freely and naturally yes. without giving a you know what to how it's taken. And or or as a deflector shield on this is an oogie oogie topic I really don't want to deal with. So if I impart humor, whether the recipient wants it or not, 
I can deflect this uncomfortable oogie conversation. You mean like the way I always inject humor into the conversations we have when we're reviewing the balance sheet and the P&L and all the things about yes. our business that make me uncomfortable. Yes. Because yeah, I of, hate balance sheets. It's a bit of a smoke bomb. Mm. Oh. I <laughs> and then it's like they're distracted. Great. No one's. Now I, now no I can one's, disappear. Now I can disappear. No I, one saw the real you me. You just gave me a fabulous new password. <laughs> Ooh, I'm, always, I'm always looking for passwords and smoke bomb. Is going to be some iteration of it with numerics and capitals. And, yeah, yeah, uh, that's yeah. better than work. Oh, yeah. Your password that's been work your whole life. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Which, uh, that wasn't me, pal. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you, Wes. Thanks, Thanks Dad. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So humor and play are different. And that's actually one of the things that, you know, for people who have been interested in like doing stand up or doing improv, and I've had some opportunities to coach people as they present, you know, to do a show. And one of the things that they need a lot of help with is that they are so focused on the laugh and that will ruin you hmm. if you're trying to be a good in my opinion, right? There's a lot of different schools of thought of like, how do you do humor? How do you do comedy? But in my opinion, if you're so focused on the laugh. On the result. Yes. If you're so focused on the laugh, which is the result, you're outcome focused, then you're not going to do a great show. And you're also going to do a very superficial show because people laugh at a lot of dumb things. And if you only look for the laugh, you never go deeper. And so the things, you know, we're talking about when you really want somebody to feel connected and to feel like that kind of that laugh where it's like, oh, my gosh, you get me on like a soul level. That stuff isn't superficial. Right. And so people may not laugh at first. And you have to be OK with that because that's not what you're looking for. You're looking for the connection. And the laugh comes from the comfort that we feel because we're all together and someone sees me and they get me and they've been there and I can relax. And in that relaxation is when the laugh happens. That's when the laugh happens. And that's huh. a different kind of laugh. That's that's the laugh that I love. Yeah. So, so. I mean, the, what it sounds like is, that, I mean, the key to just for the sake of this conversation, a stand-up comedian's success isn't about coming out with humor. It's about coming out with play. It's about letting that inner child come out and just be, like you've said, the most Betsida you can be. Yeah. And in that, the humor will be found. It's because it's the honesty mm. that comes from that. So when you step out and you're like, hey, I'm super, I'm being honest. This is me fully, right? People will get that. They'll find the piece that's meant for them and they'll relax because there's this thing that like we all we feel taken care of when somebody's being honest with you. You feel when someone's not being totally honest with you, even mm -hmm. if you don't intellectualize why there's always like that little bit of vibe that you're like, no, I, I, I can't really like relax here. I don't really trust that this person's like fully real with me. But those of us who are being intentional and are being real as much as we can all the time, there are things that are happening psychologically for people that make them be able to relax. And there's these mirror neurons that are happening. So they're seeing that you're being like honest and open and vulnerable and we can't help but want to do the same back. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. that's the sauce right there. As you're explaining some of that, I've got this colloquialism in, in my head going on, which is, you know, letting my guard down. Yeah. Right. So to that whole context of armor, you always feel on your toes when you are not connected with someone. You're disconnected, right? Yeah. You're, yeah. There's almost a, a, a magnetic repelling motion that happens when you're not connected to somebody. But when the guard is down and you're you're playful in a very authentic way, I think the level of magnetism and connection goes through the roof. Like the magnometer just goes off the chart. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 People feel that even if they can't put their finger on it. Yeah. 
So let, yeah, I mean, let, let, let's talk about how to get it because Costco. Oh, can you buy some? In bulk. Yeah, 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 like in a 55-gallon <laughs> drum. Yeah, hopefully it's not back with the toilet paper that seems to be flying off the shelves again. Yeah, well. Well, yeah. I mean, you did share with us in the beginning of our first conversation that you get this sense that more and more people are starting to connect with this idea of play and gratitude and being vulnerable and willing to connect with human beings. So perhaps it's up front on a display at Costco, and hopefully lots of people are, are buying it. Uh, I know for me... That for me, in the vernacular of financial sobriety, Gesundheit. you're welcome to have a day where I am truly intentional in these three relationships that seem more complicated for me than most, right? This relationship I have with money, this relationship with my people, this relationship with self, there are some things I've learned to do almost every day. The days that I don't do them, I find myself veering off course. Fortunately, we have a way to get back on course. I would love to understand more about how you set your day up for maximum play. Yeah. How does that start in the morning? What does that look like? Yeah. And it's going to be different for everyone. Sure. I understand that. But for me, I have to have this balance between structure and then complete chaos. Like I need that in my world. If I have everything overly structured, then that is a recipe for losing that sense of joy and play for me. So I have to be able to have kind of these chunks, what I kind of call like these chunks of things that I can do in times where I do them and places where I do them. But then like what I do when I'm there, I give myself so much freedom. And that's really important to me. Scheduled improv. Yeah. And so there's these these things that I'm like, okay, this is kind of, you know, if I'm working on something for a client and I'm putting together this, you know, workshop, I have... It's also like I have to just kind of go with that inspiration, the energy that I have. And so I can't force it. Right. And so I have to be really loving and kind to myself in that so that I create these times where like, hey, this is what you could do. And I have like almost a menu of things that I do in certain chunks of time. And so then I pick a menu, something from my menu of what do I want to do in this time? What of these options is going to bring me the most joy in this moment? And then I can put my full energy behind it. And so it's kind of how I live. Most of my days. <laughs> I love that. What's what's an example of something on the menu? For you, that you do for you. The, oh, just for me? Yeah, just for, for you. you to get yeah. in that play space every day. Then we're going to talk about how we help other people do that for yeah. themselves. Because having, you know, having the concept of a menu to choose from will obviously be different for everyone. Right. But that I love that concept because I live in a very structured, overly structured, super serious world, and I get way too serious with myself and those around me, and so I need to go you know, have a little farm to table menu of things I can come up with. Which yeah. goes beyond getting yourself another pair of really cool blue glasses or pink glasses or. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I also have quite a collection of glasses <laughs> that brings me joy. It helps. Look at it. I'm like, mm, I feel like a little bling on my glasses today and why not? Nice. Yeah. So for me, the some of the things on my menu when it's just for me where I need, hey, like a little refresher, a little joy infusion, a little play. I will doodle something. And so I have a random word generator on my phone. And so I will let it choose something random. So, you know, it might be pumpkin or pirate ship, because we were talking about that earlier, um, or whatever the thing is. And then I give myself just like a couple minutes to doodle it. And it doesn't have to be pretty, because literally no one's going to see it. It's just something that I keep in my bullet journal. I also bullet journal, which is that's a whole thing we could talk about. So that's one thing. Another thing is, you know, there's songs that I have on my playlist that I like have a song that I listen to and I do a chair dancing, like desk dancing sessions. And so 
at times I've put them on my Instagram where I'll just go live and I'm just it's like, just me dancing <laughs> to this song. And when the song is over, that's the end of the dance. And I mean, that I stay in the chair is rare because, you know, <laughs> it hits the chorus and then you just kind of got to get up you and really move. get moving. Yeah. yeah. So that's another one for me. And you share that with people. That's awesome. Yeah. So I don't. A, oh, not every single not time. Not always. But sometimes when I'm like, hey, like this feels like when it feels like I have enough energy that it's more than just for me, I do always try to find a way to share that. And so if that's like sending a text message, an email, calling a friend, you know, going live, whatever that is, because I'm like, I got I got enough good vibes. I don't need all these vibes. Let me put them out in the world. Nice. Let me share. I love it. It's kind of like us podcasting. Oh, no doubt about it. These yeah. are our good vibes. We yeah. just, we've got so much to share that we can't keep it all to ourselves. That's why we did that challenge. Right. You and I did that challenge because you and I get together every Monday morning on a Zoom. It's our sacred time. And we decided that we've got so much good mojo that goes on during that hour. I mean, it's, it's as we like to say, Beavis and Butthead, yeah. <laughs> kicking each other's asses to stay accountable to the things that are important to us. And we can do that because we create this safe space for each other. And it's awesome. So we decided, you know, eons ago in studio, let, let's share that with the community. Let's invite them into our hour-long discussion and help people get better prepared for the holidays and beyond to be financially stronger. That kind of abundance mindset is why you're sitting in that chair today. That's awesome. And I love the tie back into what we talked about in the, in the first episode with Bethsaida in the, in the context that the challenge was really all about helping people financially get themselves ready, get themselves ready for the, you know, the, the Super Bowl of spending, right, which is the holidays. Right. Now, we're kind of focusing on your people and, and yourself, really, with your armor and a playfulness in terms of your ability to recognize, like you were saying earlier, your use and desire for humor and the beautiful distinction that Bethside is helping us with in terms of that with play. Yeah. And the seriousness of adulthood the seriousness of the holidays, yeah. the seriousness of the world and the backdrop with which we are living right now. And we're still in pandemic times. We don't know if or when that will ever shift. So I love this, this playful concept and you giving us, you know, tools and tips and tricks on how to I- incorporate that in with the whole backdrop of it's okay to fail. That's yeah. the, it has to be. Yeah. Right. It has that, to be. Yeah. And it, I love your I'm not a doodler, but the concept of doodling and it's just for you. And if it's a whatever, it's just what can our listeners do? I'm not this is an appointed question to you, but what can our listeners do? You know, imagine for yourself what little things can you do? Music is a big one for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we've recently moved into a new office and the way my office is structured uh, it's been a super low priority that I put my speakers in and have music playing for those periods of time where the vast silence of my office drives me crazy. Yeah. And I need music to to jack me up, right? Well, let I mean, let's connect the dots on this because- I, I was think, getting there. Well, I think when Betsida, <laughs> no, I know you were. It, when, when Betsida gives us these ideas on how to do this, how to inject- the play, there's a reason why we're doing this, because in in the vein of financial sobriety, this idea of injecting play in this relationship with self is what's going to allow us to show up with our people over the holiday season super intentionally, bringing that play out. And I might venture a guess that- Is this a prediction? Well, you're you're the one who does predictions. I do guesses. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to venture a guess that 
relationship with money-wise, it's going to simplify the financial picture for the holidays. And I do believe that as somebody starts using some of the suggestions you're about to share with us on how to inject play into their lives, they're going to come out the other side of the holiday season financially stronger than they were when they started. They're going to come out with stronger relationships with their people than where they started. And best and most important, they're going to look in the mirror and feel really, really good come January 15th, just about who's looking back at them. Yeah. And that's awesome. One of the things that I would say to to kind of start to embrace this play mentality is a big tenet of improv, which is this principle of yes and, right? And so this idea that and another way that I, that I talk about it is, you know, it's just unconditional acceptance and recognizing that what is, is, and that even if it's not what you want it to be, focusing on what you want it to be is exhausting and it's stressful and it takes energy and it takes time and it keeps us from being able to like heal and to fo- to do the things to be intentional, right? And so to be able to just be like more accepting of where things are and be able to say yes, but it doesn't end with yes. It's like and. So mm-hmm. if this is, but then what do I want to do because of that? And it's a really liberating way to think about it and it also fo- forces us to be more mindful and present because when you're not wanting to accept what's happening, you're allowing your brain to time travel, right? And so if I'm judging this that's happening as bad, you can only judge something that has already happened, right? And so that means you're in that space, you're living in the past, if I'm in a space of judgment. And if you're worried because you're like, but I need it to be different, and you're wanting to like, change it and, and, and do something different, then you're kind of creating this anxiety in yourself and this, this worry. And worry only exists for something that is yet to happen, which that means it's actually in the future. Right? So it does. So it's not real. And it's... neither of those are things that we can change, right? right? You can't change the future. You can't like change the past. Right. And none of that is real. The only thing that's real is this present moment. And in this present moment, being able to say, okay, yes, and to see that. And then the and is always present. Sure. So what can I do right now? Yeah. In this moment? How can I be intentional? Well, that that concept of, as I'm hearing you say that, I've spent a tremendous amount of my life chasing the ideal out in the future. Mm -hmm. I had a coach who, as you were saying, yes, and his line to me was always this or something better with no attachment to the outcome. What that would let you do would be to accept something other than the ideal, get myself into the present, and then have no real expectation of joy or disappointment if it didn't happen that way. Right. And it was a a wonderful way, the colonel, God bless him, to the old snap a chalk line on getting me out of the future and pulling me into today. So I, I think that's a powerful strategy. Yeah, it, absolutely. In, this, in that same vein of, yeah, just being here. Well, think about it in a sense of, of just the money conversation that we get to have with people every day. I we mean, do? How, how many, well, occasionally, I up here in Roseville, we do. I don't know what you guys do down there in the Lafayette office. I don't know. We, we drink coffee and listen, plan, listen plan. to white noise because you don't have your speakers plugged in no, yet? No, we plan on, on lunch. Oh, What's coming for lunch? Oh, Nick's Tacos. Love it. Not today, though, for us. In the conversation about money, I mean, just go on your news right now and you look in the money section. How many different articles are out there today about what people are predicting 
is going to happen tomorrow. The percentage likelihood that the stock market is going to experience an 80% crash over the next six months and how that gets in people's heads and applying a yes and solution to all of that prognosticating that I could read, that's simple and easy. Yes, that could happen. And today, I'm financially secure. I'm okay. My portfolio is designed in a way to withstand the full force of the pain if that were to happen one day. I love how you put that. Yes, and. Boy, is that a cool tool to deal with what the megalomedia machine is trying to tell me I need to be afraid of in the future. Because we get inundated by it. Right. Inund I mean, megalomedia machine is something we love to pick on here in the office because they are constantly trying to get us to future trip on mm -hmm. what could go what, wrong what tomorrow. Might happen. Right. Yeah. Well, that that's their business. That's the that's right. fundamentally the business they're in is to keep you kind of like if you're a gambler and you enjoy Vegas, in order to keep you at the table, it's got to be exciting. So in order to keep you in front of the screen or the, the megalomedia distribution model, it has to be exciting, not necessarily exciting in a positive way, but to keep you glued to the screen or the piece of paper on what might happen. Yeah. Well, the thing about yes and and that mentality and that mindset is that when you can say yes and just really unconditionally accept what's happening, there's not fear in that, mm -hmm. right? The fear is in the, what will I do? How can I accept this? And once you've decided to accept it, then you've really erased that fear. Yes, and the so, market could crash 80%. It could, right? And? And, and then, yeah. I'm prepared. Mm -hmm. My financial advisors have me prepared. Yeah. I don't have to be afraid of that. I could be okay if that happens. And the excitement, I think, comes from, for me, when I'm truly in the present moment, because then you you realize we don't know what's going to happen in every moment. And there's in any given moment, especially like we're talking about, you know, the, the holiday season being with family and the relationships that we have. There's all of these like beautiful little opportunities all the time to dig a little deeper, to get to know each other a little more, to share something, to connect. And we get to experience that. And you're more open to what could happen when you're fully present. And that's what I think is beautiful about living in that mindset. I got an idea. Let's play a game. Oh, I would love that. Well, what you just shared, if we can do that around the Thanksgiving table, create some laughter, get more present, fully enjoy who we're with. Perhaps lighten the mood. Yeah, perhaps lighten it a little bit and, and bring some play in. Before we started recording... I asked you to take us through a little fun play yeah. just to get us in a kind of a light, not so serious mood for what I think is a pretty heavy conversation. Uh, so would you please take the honor of leading us through a little play exercise that perhaps folks in our financial sobriety community might be able to use for the holidays this year? Yeah, absolutely. So this is uh, the game that I, that I love to play. And so this is actually, we're going to create a little phrase, one word at a time. So we're going to go around the table and each person will add just one word. And together we're going to create some little phrase. And we don't know what the phrase is going to be because each one of us can only add the one word. Okay. Right. We'll see what happens. But then anyone can say that this phrase is done by starting to chant, yes, 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 yes. And when anyone says yes, 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 everyone joins in and says, yes, 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 yes. And that's important because <laughs> so we want to support each other. Even grandma and grandpa. Anybody, anybody can say yes, 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 okay. yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I've played this game where one person, they throw out one word and then somebody's like, yes, 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 yes. And we're like, that's it. And that was the that's word. It. That's it. We're done. And you celebrate that. You enjoy it. And there's no wrong 
That's really important when we're talking about improv, because there's always what you'd expected and what you didn't expect. Neither of those are wrong. So awesome. just go with it. And we'll each get a turn to start yeah. the phrase. Yeah. So I'll start the first one and then we'll, we'll go around. Let's go clockwise. Yeah. We're getting ace on mic for this one. Turn, Absolutely. Turn your mic on. Dude. Join your part join of the show. Yes. All right. Yeah. This is fun with four. All right. So ace has entered the chat. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, say something, kid. I'm here. Atta boy. <laughs> All right. So one word at a time and I'll start the first one. We'll go, we'll go counterclockwise? Okay. Okay, perfect. Perfect. When I forget my glasses, I panic. Yes, 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 Highly relatable. Wonderful. awesome. Great. Shoes wear out. Yes, 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 yes. And it's just fun that like sometimes and you have people play this game in different ways. Well, they're like some people will just be like, I'm going to find the perfect word. And I just encourage people not to worry about the perfect because it doesn't exist. And then sometimes other people will play to like try to stump other people. And I think that that's hilarious and fun. Yeah. And so I just encourage you play it the way that you want, but don't take it so serious because sure. it's just the stakes are so low. You know, it's awesome. Shoes wear out is perfect, but could have been it could have gone a lot of different ways. And all of those would be equally perfect. So. Ace, you're going to start the next one? Oh, we're continuing. Oh, yeah. Keep going. Wonder. May. Find. Dogs. Sleeping. Yes, 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 I don't know why dogs came to life. It, it, but that's it, perfect. It just came. And when it all came together, I'm like, that's why they're always napping. They're just in wonderment. I love it. <laughs> that's awesome. Dinner. Comes. Twice. Prepared. Yes, 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 I don't know. I mean, I have literally got a smile from, I, I, that was fun. I'm enjoying this. It's a wonderful tool in the old tool bag. So who's cooking the turkey? Because I'm ready for Thanksgiving dinner now. We need to, we need to prepare twice. So whoever's taking that on. Well, and in my household where Amy doesn't eat beef, my boys don't eat, well, one eats beef, one doesn't eat fish, and I mean, we're making like three different proteins, so we could have made dinner three times if it were my household. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was fun. That was very cool. And it seemed like really simple. Yeah. Like that's something anybody can try, and I think we had fun doing that. Yeah. It was wonderful. Yeah. The trick to it really is not to take yourself so seriously and just encourage people to play at the level that they're comfortable with, because you're going to have maybe somebody who's like, I don't want to play. That's Okay. <laughs> don't pass. Pass. Skip. pass. You can totally pass and yeah. skip, and don't don't force anyone because as soon as you force them, then it's not play. Play yeah. has to come from something that it's something that I want to do, not something that I'm I have to do. So, just as long as you keep that energy. Well, this is this is something we're going to be doing at our Thanksgiving table. I'm I'm so grateful this year that we're having an in person Thanksgiving dinner. My mother in law is coming out from the East Coast. My brother in law and his family coming up from the Bay Area. And we're going to do two things when we sit down at the dinner table. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to share gratitude. And the second thing we're going to do is we're going to play yeah. and we're going to build phrases together. I love it. Thank you for that. Absolutely. It, it's been so enjoyable getting to know you and learning what you're all about and what you represent. And I, I'm pretty confident our audience is going to feel much the same. How do people find your work? hire you to work with their family, their organization, their team. Yeah. Take it away. Yeah. So my company is Improv EQ. So it is 
improv and then EQ, which is just another way of saying emotional intelligence, because so much of what I do is using improv to help us explore those soft skills like emotional intelligence. So improveq.org is the website. You can also find me on Facebook and on Instagram with improv.eq is the handle. And then, yeah, Betside of LeBron. I'm also, if you want to follow me personally on Instagram. Are you working with teams? I yeah, so companies, organizations. Tell me a little bit more about you know the the nature of kind of who you work with to be able to model that for our our audience. Absolutely. So so much of improv is about is relational. So it really is about teamwork and it's about how we connect and collaborate. So. I work with teams and companies specifically with their teams or managers to really help their team communicate better, collaborate, and connect. And so that's... The three C's. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Can I ask you to pencil a date down in your calendar? Sure. January 21st and 22nd in the year 2022, right around the corner. Yeah. Jim and I and our team are going to be hosting our very first, hopefully, in-person live event for a couple of days here in Sacramento, and I would love to have you there with our community, letting people learn from you, play with you, and and really tap that inner child. So to have you there with us for this financial sobriety community to get some time with you in person, that would be awesome if you could put that on your calendar. I would love that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play so hard. <laughs> That's awesome, Betsida. Thank you so much for being here today. You have helped me in ways that words can't express. I'm grateful for you. I'm honored we got to share a TEDx stage together. I'm honored we'll be sharing some time together again in January. You are a blessing, my friend. Thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you both. This is wonderful. It just I love what you're doing. And the listeners are all very lucky that you're sharing all of that extra good energy out to them through this podcast. Well, we're take, we're trying to learn from you. We're just trying to play and have fun and go out and make a difference in the world. I love it. With that, my friend, that's a wrap. If you like what you heard, leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. And check out our website, yourfinancialsobriety.com. Thanks again for listening today. Here to help you find more clarity, confidence, and capability along your journey into financial sobriety. I'm Matthew Grishman. And I'm Jim Gebhardt. Be intentional with your money. Jim Gebhardt is a registered representative of and securities offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Jim Gebhardt and Matthew Grishman are investment advisor representatives of Gebhardt Group Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, and Gebhardt Group Incorporated are not affiliated. The opinions in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or investment recommendations. To determine which investments or financial advice may be appropriate for you, consult a financial advisor prior to investing. Any reference to market performance is based on historical information and there is no expressed or implied guarantee of future performance. Opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Gebhardt Group Incorporated does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance.